Hello and welcome back to This Dad Does Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and what we're going to be talking about today is non-park days. You are going on what we call a Disney vacation, and I understand the stress that obviously, you know, internally you may put on yourself because you may not go to Disney often, or you just want to do everything, right? You get so excited that you're going to try to take advantage of everything that all of the Disney properties offer. Or, you know, are the external pressures of like friends and family telling you, you got to do this or you got to do this and you got to do this. And I think oftentimes we forget that this is a vacation. And what we're talking about today is non-park days where every time that we do a Disney adventure, it could be Disneyland, Disney World, any type of Disney property that my family goes to, we build in what we call non-park days. These are days that we will not buy a park ticket and we will enjoy the other things that Disney have to offer us. This does really four or five really main things for our vacation. And first and foremost, I want you to repeat after me. Are you ready? It is impossible to do everything on one vacation. Say it again. It is impossible to do everything on one vacation. Let that sink in. You could tell a family member this. This may be a, your you know friends or colleagues. Or this may be something you need to say to yourself in the mirror. But I think we need to understand that this is a vacation. And you need to treat yourself to relaxation, to enjoying the properties, and just having a good time. Not everything that you do on your Disney adventure needs to be rotated around dining, fast passes, attractions, firework shows and all these types of things. So what a non-park day does for me, for my Disney vacation, it does several things. It makes me just relax and understand that I'm on vacation. I'm taking time off of work. So I want to enjoy this time. I want to refill my battery and recharge and be ready to go whenever I get back to life. And, and, and that's awesome. And Disney allows you to do that. So one thing that a lot of people do on non-park days is resort hopping. So at Disney World, you may hear a thing called the monorail loop or the monorail resorts. Um, if you're staying on Disney property or even if you're staying off of Disney property, if you're able, if you are able to get to Disney Springs, you can jump on a, a bus to get to one of these properties and then you can kind of go around. It is amazing, just even though we've stayed at Values, we've stayed at Moderns, we've stayed at Deluxes, we've stayed at all types of resorts, uh, DVC ones, like going to just tour the other resorts and just live in that environment and just relax and enjoy some of the perks that some of those have that a non-guest person can take advantage of. So what can't you take advantage of, right? So um, obviously pools, uh, your home pool is your pool. So that's the way you kind of need to treat that. So if I'm staying at Pop Century, I'm not going to go to the Polynesian and jump in their pool. Like that's not, a, like, that's reserved for hotel guests. So enjoy Pop Century's pool, which is a very good pool still, but don't do that. Like that's something that's kind of, you know, frowned upon, you know, that's not something that you really want to do. And most resorts now, your magic band is connected to your room and you need to scan your magic band to get into that pool area. So obviously if you scan it and you're staying at pop, 
it's not going to lie in. So, but what can you take advantage of? There's restaurants, there's treats. Uh, sometimes there's character meeting greets. Uh, the Polynesian is legendary for resort hopping. Uh, it's a beach Hawaiian theme vibe that you have going on. And it is just so relaxing and it has really good food. Everything from Ohana to uh, Kona Grill. Like there's really good food choices. You can obviously get a Dole Whip and things like that. But this the element of the environment of the Polynesian is just so relaxing. So what we like to do is do resort hopping. So also during holiday, the Grand Floridian is just beautifully decorated to go check out the uh, gingerbread house and all those other things. Like those are things that you can enjoy as a guest of Disney, no matter where you're staying at, that you it, it's relaxing and it doesn't have to be stressed out. You can stay at the resort for 30 minutes if you want, or if you just love the Polynesian, you can go sit out on the beach and just relax and just take in the sun. Like it's an amazing thing that you uh, should take advantage of Disney Springs. So I mentioned Disney Springs a little bit, right? Uh, when we have our traditional non-park days, and these are days that we don't plan on attending a park, um, we'll go to Disney Springs for shopping. Uh, so at Disney World, it's called Disney Springs. At Disneyland, it's called Downtown Disney. Um, but both are similar in what they're trying to accomplish. Um, a great shopping experience, wonderful restaurants. I will say Disney World is killing it when it comes to food at Disney Springs. Uh, there's so many fantastic choices uh, from homecoming, uh, uh, oh God, Boathouse. Um, there's just, there, there's just so many great restaurants there that kind of go through everything. I'm a big Earl of Sandwich fan, uh, that is like kind of a quick service, but just a good quality sandwich. Like there, there's just anything to do there, pin trading, great shopping, great dining, entertainment. There's usually bands and things like that playing or there's performances, a Lego store. So if you have people in your family that love Legos, like Disney World and Disneyland both have those, uh, but Disney Springs is a great thing to do for a non-park day that you can just kind of relax and take your time and, and just don't have to deal with the hustle and bustle of, you know, going run to a fast pass or, oh, we have a dining reservation or we have bippity boppity and we need to hurry up and get there. Like that's, that's, it's exciting and it's magical and it's great in its own way, but you need to build in these types of days. We call them rest days, but also non-park days. Like this will help you bridge the gap. The other thing is, Especially if you're investing and staying at a, you know, a moderate to a deluxe resort that may have some amenities that are not normal. So one that comes to mind, right? A deluxe that is very popular is uh, Yacht Club. And um, the Yacht Club and Beach, uh, it's just an amazing, it has the boardwalk, it has all these great amenities. And if you're staying there, use your rest day to enjoy that resort. Uh, I think a lot of the time that we treat these Disney properties as a hotel and like rightfully so they are a hotel like but there's so much to do inside of the resorts from movies and things like that like that you can spend your non-park day especially if you're paying for that deluxe experience like to enjoy that deluxe experience and not just treat it as I'm this is the place I'm going in and out of because I'm due to I have stuff to do in the parks like non-park days are essential for any Disney vacation that you go on because it gives you a time to regroup and rest. If you have a longer stay, it can be a laundry day. But 
I think enjoying the resort you're staying at is a tremendous thing that sometimes we overlook. We don't put that into our Disney planning and we'll just assume that this is where I'm staying at. And then also like when you're budgeting out your trip, I know people, obviously there's a cost benefit and everybody's like, I want to stay at the cheapest place. There's still great things to do at pop, you know? And right now with, um, Oh Lord. Um, the gondola system, like you can just enjoy going through the gondola circuit and like jump on a gondola, get off, hang out at a resort, checking it out. Like there's so many things to do, even at value resorts that we just don't take advantage of because we treat our Disney trip as I need to be in the parks to enjoy Disney. And look, I, I will literally go to a Disney park every day of my life if I could, and that's awesome, and that's amazing, and I understand the stress that we put on ourselves for this. But having built-in non-park days, also, if you're, you know, budget, like, saves you money. You don't have to buy a ticket for that day. So now you're enjoying your resort, and you don't have to, like, you can save money. You can invest that money into maybe a dining experience, or shopping, or souvenirs, or just save the money flat. Like, you know, if you plan on flying versus driving... That can be something that you can talk to your travel agent about that you can kind of figure out that, hey, this makes sense. Like, okay, like I don't have to go to park seven days if I'm going on a seven day trip. I can only go five and have a rest day when I get in, you know, because like I've said in the past, like I hate flying. So when I fly, like I, I don't like hitting the parks as soon as we uh, land. But, you know, if I have to on a short trip, we have to. But having those built in non-park days save money as well. So Take this all into consideration on this episode to really think about planning strategic non-park day or days, depending on, you know, the length of your trip, to really slow down and enjoy the Disney experience, especially if you're staying in a, a, a in, on property resort that have so many perks that you probably don't even take advantage of. Um, because I think a lot of the times, like I've said to kick off this episode, like we just internalize Disney as pressure and I think we f remember we talk Disney, but we forget it's a Disney vacation. And you need to treat it as if that. It needs to be a vacation. So you can regroup and have a good time and enjoy the pool and enjoy the atmosphere. Enjoy other resorts and other things that they can bring to the table. So if you're trying to figure out, like, how do I, like plan this or how do I figure this out? Today's sponsor is Magical Travel Blair Bro. She is a absolutely free, does not cost you anything additional to book your vacation through her. That is a professional trained Disney travel agent that she can answer all your questions for you and help plan these strategic days to maximize your vacation experience. Because it's not only a Disney trip, it is a vacation. And that's where uh, Blair can bring her school uh her knowledge around Disney and what days to do maybe your non-park day. So that would be amazing for you to have this a great experience. If you go to Facebook and look for Magical Travel Blair Bro, that's Blair with an E. Last name is B-R-A-U-D. Her services, once again, are free. Send her a message and say, hey, I have questions about non-park days or I have questions on planning a Disney vacation because I've never done one before. Her services are free and tell her Jason sent you. So I really want to wrap a bow on this episode, you know, because obviously we got finished with a very long episode, so I'm treating y'all to a nice small one this week, but really wanted to wrap a bow on it and go, remember this is a vacation. And as much as we love Disney and as much as we will have this pressure around trying to accomplish everything we can inside of our Disney adventure, 
Take time of non-park days can be critical. And not only if you have a family, giving your kids a little bit of rest from the walking that they probably don't walk like that every single day. Save your legs. Enjoy your resort that you've paid for. Enjoy other Disney properties. And enjoy other experiences that you frankly just can't experience inside of the park. And it will save you money on the back end. So I hope this advice goes a long way in considering when you're planning your next Disney adventure. To plan in strategic days that will help you benefit from just getting the whole overall Disney experience. And that does not always have to be on Main Street. So I hope this uh, episode's helped. The best way to support our podcast is to like, share, and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, wherever that is. Go ahead and uh, like it, share it, and go ahead and uh, write a review if you enjoy what you like it. You can also find me on Facebook, This Dad Does Disney Podcast. That's on Facebook. Check it out. Go ahead and give me a like and a follow there. And if you would like, also write a review there as well. And remember, if you have any questions directly to me, it's super easy to get in contact with me. I have an email address, askjason, J-A-Y-S-O-N, Disney at gmail.com. And man, like... Thank you again for all the support and your attention. I appreciate you have very limited time through the day for you to listen to my voice on this episode. is just, I want to be really thankful and appreciative for that time. I do appreciate it. And if you have any feedback or anything you'd like to uh, share with me, please share it on my Facebook page or directly through email. I do appreciate any type of interaction that you give me. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in. Keep those beers cold and tell your dad I said hi. Thanks. Thanks.